if an administrator or teacher downloads those lessons and tries them themselves, they see what happens. They're fun, and they can see our methodology. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, 2020, very interesting year, was that not? Oh, in so many ways. Yes, yes. And, of course, now here we are in 2021 and are still very much in the how are we going to school our children mode, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. he, we at IEW, we kind of have divided or classified different types of educators into three broad categories. So we have the home educator, and the home educator can be that homeschool mom that is either getting help from the state or not, getting help from a co-op or not. But for the most part, education happens at home, or in my case, in the car on the way to various (laughs) places, right? That's the home education area. And probably the area that I'm most familiar with, at least until I had my own children, was the traditional school because I was in a traditional school. And we have a schools division that serves teachers, whether public school or private school, in a traditional school setting. And we've got materials that will service them, meeting with their students. These teachers are meeting with their students four or five days a week, dedicated. They certainly have had their world up, turned upside down this last year or so, yeah. have they not? Crazily. But then most recently, this area that's emerged, even pre-COVID, pre-2020, was this area of hybrid schools, again, either publicly funded or privately funded. But these are programs that meet two or three days a week, rarely less than that, where they're actually enrolled in a school, but the school is partnering with the parents, and we call these hybrid schools. Right. And we tend to think of it as a very new idea, although it has existed from time to time in various places. I didn't even know this, but I was talking to someone about my age whose father went to a hybrid school in a small town in Michigan because the town was growing so fast, they couldn't build the school fast enough to accommodate the increasing number of kids. So what did they do? They put them on a two-day-a-week schedule and said half of you come Monday and Wednesday and the other half Tuesday and Thursday. And, you know, he didn't have a lot of information about his father's experience, but that must have been back in probably the 40s. So it's not an entirely new idea, but it's kind of new in that it's popular and everybody's talking about it. Right. So, of course, wanting to serve all educational pathways at IEW because our materials are for all ages and aptitudes, we have started 
a hybrid school division. Yeah, and and actually we've had it going for a while because the conversations are different. Yes. Right? When someone calls up and says, okay, I'm a homeschool mom. What do I need? What should I do? Right. That's one conversation. And so we we have people who have worked in that area answer those questions, give good advice, create relationships, maintain them. And then teachers, right? Right. Exactly. We have people who've worked in schools that know that dynamic really well. And so when we get a call there – but this new kind of, I'm in this program. Right, right. Uh, they call it hybrid. Mm-hmm. So fortunately, we've been able to create a third kind of division. Right. Which and- at first I kind of thought, oh, come on. Is there really enough business in that area to keep someone busy? Mm-hmm. But I think now we see that there's enough work to keep several people busy. Exactly. And, of course, we have in the studio with us today – a dear friend of mine who has worked for us for many, many years and does all kinds of things and wears all kinds of hats, but probably, I won't say the biggest hat, but certainly a huge part of what you do here for us, Laura, is running our hybrid schools team. Maybe the brightest hat. (laughs) Maybe the brightest hat. (laughs) Well, welcome to our podcast, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. So you talk to people from hybrid programs, hybrid schools, pretty much every day. I sure do. And this has been growing. Mm-hmm. Give us just a little bit of history of how that's been developing over the past few years, even before the COVID yeah. brought a lot of mainstream attention to sure. hybrid sure. schools. Well, again, we did start a handful of years ago. Can't pinpoint that date at this moment, but it's been a little while. I've really started with mostly established schools that have two or three days a week. The kids went to school. They are at home the other two or three days a week where the parent, they call them a co-teacher. So there's still a lot of responsibility for the parents. And we had enough to keep me busy. Then it kind of started growing a few years ago. We brought on Debbie Hall, who started working with us. And now, over the last two years, really the whole idea of hybrid schooling has really exploded across the country. I spoke with a school yesterday from New York, brand new school. It's a hybrid. And uh, the administrator made a comment to me that he just said, this whole idea of hybrid schooling is exploding in New York. He said, they're Mm -hmm. popping up everywhere, Uh, which, of course, makes me excited because it's a really wonderful option for families. Now, sometimes the families are kind of legally homeschooling, and then sometimes they are legally enrolled in the school. Mm-hmm. But there's no huge difference in those camps, is there? Not a difference necessarily in how they function, but every school is different in the sense that um, the teachers do assign the grades in a hybrid school, not the parents. But some schools have more accountability than others and more parental involvement than others mm-hmm. as far as what the parent's going to be teaching at home. So really, they're, they are unique. There's not just one category of hybrid schools. Mm-hmm. Are there a good number of them that have buildings dedicated mm-hmm. to the purpose, and they basically can operate you know, with half the kids coming in half the time and the other half coming in the other half the time? Absolutely, yes. A lot of hybrid schools have wonderful facilities. And that's kind of a good economic model because you can serve a large population for probably a little more than half the cost 
mm-hmm. of serving half the half the population. Absolutely. So economically, it makes sense. I'm sure there are some challenges unique to that situation. What what do you hear in terms of? I, I always like to ask people. Well, if you had a magic wand and you mm-hmm. could just change one thing about the way things are in your world, mm-hmm. what would it be? What are some of the magic wand requests you think that that the hybrid school? We'll start with the teachers. Yeah. What do they the wish teachers. for? Hmm. Well, teachers always wish for more resources, so that might be one thing they would wish for. And really, but the biggest thing I think our teachers would wish for is time. Time, sure. When I ask them, you know, how much time do you have each week to teach language arts? You know, how long do these kids have to learn to write? And it's never enough, and they know it. There's mm-hmm. so many subjects to cover. So that would be the number one wish I think that every teacher would have. Yeah, I would, I would guess so. What can you do to help them in that particular area mm-hmm. with that problem of, mm-hmm. gosh, I have an hour and 10 minutes twice a week and I'm responsible for grammar and spelling and composition and literature. Yes. <laughs> uh, and maybe some other things too. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yes. I really love talking to our schools. And those are the first questions I ask. How long do you have? Uh, what grades are you teaching? How many days a week are they coming? And then I do mm-hmm. a quick calculation in my head. And fortunately at IEW, we have a variety of programs and curriculum that we can suggest kind of based on what they tell me. Uh, yesterday I had a school tell me that they have 45 minutes twice a week and that's middle school kids to learn to write and do grammar, wow. 45 minutes twice a week. And so uh, I think they're going to get structure and style for student. Each family is going to get it, and they're going to watch that at home. So they're watching you. Mm-hmm. Then they're coming into the classroom where the teacher then can uh, facilitate. Build, know, off build off that common exactly. experience. So. I heard the term flipped classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, Julie, I think you were the first one that said that, that they were doing it Biola or something. Right. The idea of a flipped classroom, of course, is the students prepare ahead of time for the, like, read the chapter or watch, in this case, watch the video before they meet with the professor, before they meet with the teacher. And then the conversation can be more informed. Basically, you have a hook to hang your hat on. Mm-hmm. And so it works out great. And you can kind of make sense if everyone has the shared experience, the conversation can just go. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start from zero. You're already going 40 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Kind of if we all watched a movie before we agreed to get together and talk about it. And that's what we do with our online classes, right? The kids watch the video and then the teacher clarifies the assignment, helps them be prepared to have everything they need to do it. Yeah, when you think about having the instructor preview the lesson and then have the kids go and watch the lesson, you know, in this case, or read the chapter, they're definitely not going to get it. It would be like having a book club and you don't talk about what you just read. You talk about what you're going to read. Mm -hmm. It just seems a little, that seems backwards. That seems flipped. So a flipped classroom is actually the one that makes more sense. Yeah. And of course, parental involvement, that's a delicate equation, isn't it? Because yes, for sure. sometimes the parents probably have the attitude, well, this is what I'm paying for. I'm expecting the teacher to do all the work, mm-hmm. all the teaching. And then, but then the teachers are saying, but we only have two fifths of the time we would normally have. Mm-hmm. 
how do we get the parents on board? What mm-hmm. what uh, types of advice do you give to people who have those quandaries? Well, when a parent enrolls their student in a hybrid school, it's clear to them that they do have a role. So the child's not just going two days a week and on their own, the other three. There does have to be parental involvement. And every school does that a little bit differently. Again, with IAW, we do have resources that parents can watch at home. You know, hopefully they can watch our teacher course, Teaching Writing Structure and Style. If not, we have a very short overview DVD, Structure and Style Overview, just uh, 20, 25 minutes about each unit. And many, if not most of our hybrid schools, take advantage of that. So parents do get, you know, a little bit of training it's not, under their belt. It's not 25 minutes for each unit, though, right? A structure and Style Overview. It is? is about, mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like it's a 25 minutes times eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's more than I thought. It's a nice little introduction. <laughs> yeah. So that's helpful. I do want to mention, too, though, that a lot of our hybrid schools do have three days a week, hour and 15 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, the, in the high school years particularly. Mm-hmm. And um, many of them then will use a theme-based book. But this year, a lot of them are taking advantage of Structure and Style for Students. Mm -hmm. And that's been very exciting to me on two fronts. The ones that have a lot of time actually show you in class, and the kids love that. So that's been fun for them. The schools that don't have enough time to show the DVD, their teachers will sit down the night before, watch you teaching the kids, and take notes in their teacher book so you're modeling for them. Go into the classroom the next day and be able to teach that same lesson after watching you. Right down to the history you present around each source text, the joke you tell. <laughs> the kids probably think they're great. I don't mind if anyone steals <laughs> yeah. the jokes because I stole them all myself. But So that's interesting because I think maybe 20 years ago when I first started to work in the the school's world, there was, I think, really a fear, if not a, a strong hesitation, to show video mm-hmm. in yeah. school. It's mm-hmm. like, well, this would this would be boring to the kids, mm-hmm. or more likely, well, this this is doing my job for me, and mm-hmm. I'm getting paid, and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Has that attitude shifted a bit? Yes, it has definitely shifted, but there definitely are still schools uh, who know the parents feel that way, and they don't do any DVDs. But not a problem, because the teacher's watching you, and especially a new teacher who's brand new to teaching writing, it's tremendous for them, and they walk in the next day and present the lesson live. Okay, so we are seeing then teachers are able to find and use our materials with your help. We have things that they can offer to the parents. Administrators probably have some of those typical concerns that all school administrators have, which is how can we be sure this is the best thing we can offer? How do we know this is working? Writing is a very hard thing to assess in terms of you know, a standardized math test, you know, it's right or wrong, it's black or white. When they come to you and say, well, how do we, how do we know this is going to work? Mm-hmm. Or how do we assess students? What, mm-hmm. what kind of resources or answers do you have there? Well, it's easy to show them the proof. You know, we have a lot of places on our website, testimonials, other teachers we can refer them to. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of places they can see the proof of what happens to students who use IEW. We also have a lifetime guarantee <laughs> if that you know to me that's important as well but more importantly we get the feedback all the time that 
they're amazed that IEW is always there for them. Our customer service team's there, but the four of us on our hybrid team are always here also. So there's unlimited support. Sometimes you'll have a brand new teacher and they've gone a month down the road and they're struggling with something in their teaching. Well, they can give us a call and we it's very easy to troubleshoot and figure out what change needs to happen in that classroom for them to be more successful. Mm-hmm. One of the things uh, I found humorous and Dr. Webster also pointed this out, that if you get a little bit of traction in one area, then people assume, okay, it's good for that, but not us. You know, Webster would say, well, if, you know, if, if the special ed people get a hold of it and it works, then everybody looks at it and says, oh, it's a special ed program. If the gifted program people get a hold of it and it works, then they say, oh, it's a gifted program. We, we have that a little bit in the homeschool board. Oh, it's a homeschool program. Wouldn't work in a school. Or originally it was born in the schools. Mm-hmm. And so it took me in the beginning you know, a little bit of effort to say, hey, you know, it can work in the home mm-hmm. environment too. So you're just smack in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that being able to you know, give references and testimonials mm-hmm. is is huge. Now, I don't think that we do a lot of cold calling or direct marketing to the hybrid school world, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they find us. How, mm-hmm. how do most of them find out about IEW? Many of them find out about us from a homeschool mom who happened to use IEW at her home, and she's a friend of the administrator or maybe a homeschool student who now is part of this hybrid school. Mm -hmm. And they come to the school and they start participating and the curriculum that they're using for writing isn't at all like IEW was and their students might be frustrated. And they take us to the administration and say, hey, can you show them IEW? So that that happens quite often. I think there's a variety of ways that people hear about us, but that's definitely one big one. And one of the things I've noticed about charter schools or private schools in general, and I'm sure this applies maybe even more to hybrid charter or private programs, is they're, they're always looking for a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the, the state dictating the curriculum. They are not locked into the big publishers of textbooks, and they have a freedom and an autonomy. But with that comes the responsibility to be sure this is going to work. Mm-hmm. And so part of your job is just assure them the risk mm-hmm. is worth, the, the benefits are worth the risk. Mm-hmm. I think that when they watch an overview, when they see it with their own eyes, or perhaps have their children try the free lessons, we have a lot of hybrid schools that are using those three weeks of free lessons. Actually, some of them are using it for the first three weeks of school mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> and then transitioning into live teaching because they're getting that basis. But if an administrator or teacher downloads those lessons and tries them themselves, they see what happens. They're fun. Mm-hmm. And they can see our methodology. They can. It makes sense to them. Yeah. The structure makes sense. I think that's the thing I have most heard when, you know, even after a short little 45-minute conference talk, People say that makes so much sense, mm-hmm. and and then they can they can trust. Now I am sure we don't bat a thousand. I am sure that there are some people that give it a chance and it just doesn't work for some reason. What would you say are the reasons that we may 
we may see a few schools just say, no, that's not for us. Or have you never heard that? (laughs) Well, there are some schools perhaps that rely on student materials. So they have the books for the kids to work through, but perhaps their teachers have not been trained Mm. in IEW. And that's obviously really important that teachers understand the methodology. Yeah, we don't. We sell books that have places for kids to write in. And we have, of course, our SSS materials, but we don't sell anything that purports to teach the child everything, Mm-mm. not not like right. some curriculum books would do. And, and that's probably a paradigm shift for mm-hmm. some. It's like, I'll buy the thing and you administer it to the kids and everything will work out. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I just haven't found a whole lot of schools that have a lot of barriers to using IW. Mm-hmm. Once they try it, once they actually watch it themselves, as the schools contact us, we can help them take a look at some of the materials. And when they do that, they see the difference. It's very different than the way most schools have been teaching writing. And they're, they come to us because mostly they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. They've heard about IW, but they're frustrated. And that's really what's enjoyable talking to an administrator because I can say, oh, we have some answers. I think this is going to be fun for your kids, and they can take a look at it. And, of course, we've got some schools that have been doing it right, doing it well mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. What a valuable thing that is for us to be able to show with certainty. And They know they're not alone because a simple Google search of hybrid schools using IEW will pop up a lot of oh, people. Oh, I should try that someday <laughs> yeah. and see what comes yeah. up. And we have lists and lists and lists of hybrid schools using IEW materials. So I don't think there's uh, trepidation there. They, they know that we're being used. They just need to take a look themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like this is going to be a growing trend. In fact, uh, I was just listening to a, a podcast the other day. I don't remember the exact organization, but it's connected somehow with... Um, choice in education. Mm. And it was basically just giving a report on uh, legal developments, places where charter school laws had come into effect or battles that are being fought, and then what's going on. And the gist of that podcast that I was listening to was basically hybrid schools are here to stay. They are going to continue to grow It serves families and institutions and even school districts that are involved with that and the general public. It just – it meets a need that is balanced and so I hope that we can, you know, continue to be able to serve and I know you will do your very best to get the word out. Yes, I definitely will. You know, you – know that I homeschooled my three children, and I wish that there had been a hybrid option when I was homeschooling because there are so many wonderful benefits of your children getting together in a classroom a couple times a week. Yeah. So we just kind of created things on our own. I was a nurse, so I taught all the science at a local college in a co-op. There wasn't a hybrid school. But when I look at hybrid schools today and the advantage that is for parents to have them home three days a week, simply facilitating that teaching, but the kids going and being taught by the science teacher, the math teacher. Maybe they're not so great at algebra, but they had a wonderful math teacher two days a week, and they can facilitate the others. So there really are some wonderful benefits um, to the hybrid school. Well, and there's really few things in a child's life that are more profound 
than being with a teacher who loves mm-hmm. their subject. A- and if a teacher loves the subject and really just loves children too, and you add in a good curricular tool, it's hard to beat that under any circumstance. And then you add in parents in the loop, being involved, helping the kids at home. I can see why this is going to be a growing trend, and I'm glad you're around to help everyone with this. Well, I love it, and as I bring people on our team, I tell them how much they're going to love this job because (laughs) I love hybrid school teachers and administrators. They are wonderful people. I'm glad you said what you just said because they love their students. Um, They're committed to what they do, and they just want the best in each subject, and it's a lot of fun to work with them. So i chief marketing officer here at IEW. That is your job. That is my job. (laughs) Part of my job is just to remind our listeners and everybody in this room that, yes, we love working with hybrid schools, but we are here for all educational paths. And, you know, every parent has to make those decisions of what's the best way for their child to be educated, whether they choose public full-time school, whether they choose a hybrid model, whether they just want to homeschool their children at home, just mano y mano, right? And it might just depend on the season. It might be this year I'm going to do this and next year I'm going to do this. But I do I do love that we have that reach, that we can reach all teachers in all educational paths and really provide them with the tools that they need to equip their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. And I know I say that at the beginning of every podcast, but I truly mean it. And it is a joy and a pleasure to partner with you, Laura, and with you, Andrew, in this great work that we do. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Pudua and the team at IEW, I thank you for allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. Thank you.